settled and secluded in the mountains of Southern California, only miles from the City of Angels, but worlds away. This is Skyforce Public Access. Ancient poet Rummy has been spotted near the local grocery store. He's not admitting it's him, but according to all known information of what Rummy looks like, and the fact that he was reported saying, Rummy doesn't like this, to the first person he saw, our station's reporters are fairly certain it is in fact the ancient Persian mystic. Sources report he may be staying in Skyforce for some time, as he was seen at the local Skyforce credit union opening up an account. No one is sure what his plans are, but we are fairly confident it requires a bank account. Several traffic accidents as well as a few roadblocks have shut down every road connecting Skyforce to the rest of the world. As of 9.45 a.m., Skyforce has been effectively quarantined. The city has told citizens to think of it as an opportunity to get to know your neighbor, and to be thankful you don't live somewhere else, like the ever-popular Venice Beach. As soon as the roads are cleared again, the ancient conch will be heard inside of residents' kitchen sinks. Keep your ear to the brass if you have an important meeting outside of town today. The chalk outlines of last week's political protests have changed position according to the Skyforce Chalk Authority. The protests turned violent when the two peaceful groups began to throw gasoline on each other. After the fires were extinguished, police outlined the bodies and took pictures. Since then, the authority has found the pictures do not match the current outlines, and have vowed to keep investigating the matter. Old Smitty thinks Bigfoot had something to do with it. A mysterious black shih tzu has materialized inside the local post office. The lion dog appears friendly, making eye contact with patrons before walking to their feet and waiting for acknowledgement. The post office has said they plan to keep him, that is, if he wants to stay. They can't force a dog that just materializes to do anything. That'd be ridiculous. Fire has broken out inside the mob-owned city dump, and it smells awful. For a bunch of mobsters running a dump, it smells more like... like a bunch of dead bodies roasting on an open fire. When firefighters responded to the scene, they were told to go suck a lemon, and no one needs firefighters around here anyway. No injuries have been reported. Journalists claiming to look for the American dream are asking citizens of Skyforce to talk to them and explain to them what it means to live the dream in our quiet community. The pair are interested in the differences of Skyforce from the rest of the state, country, and world. Some citizens are not convinced that the pair is actually journalists, accusing them of spying for the NSA, or the CIA, or the DEA, or the ATF, or FBI, or FDA, or even possibly the DOD or DOJ. At this point, these are only rumors, and the Skyforce Speech Authority has not issued a vow of silence for any citizens as of yet.
step onto the road. And if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might sway. update weather the state of the atmosphere at a place and time as regards heat sunshine wind rain and locusts weather w-e-a-t-h-e-r weather for up-to-date weather follow metal.media on instagram the haunted house on Walnut Avenue is once again for sale to the highest bidder. Bids can be placed by writing it on a piece of paper, then placing it in the mailbox of the house. The current bid is $168. When the smoke from the chimney turns white, the house will have a new owner. Until then, the spirits will party, so watch out for those noise complaints on Walnut Ave. The monthly Skyforce Farmer's Market will be selling pumpkins at a severely hiked-up rate for the upcoming Halloween celebration. Our reporters asked how long the pumpkins will keep, as it is still a whole three months before Halloween. The farmers only replied by telling us to buy another pumpkin if all else fails. New legislation has been petitioned around town, making pumpkins illegal to possess or sell from the beginning to the end of September. Nothing has passed as of yet, so if any of our listeners do have pumpkins, you will not be contacted by the Skyforce Pumpkin Authority. You have absolutely nothing to worry about.
With us in the studio today is documentary filmmaker Brady Trainer. Trainer will be expanding the Middle Documentary Library with the release of Telluric Myth this Sunday. Brady, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. How was your drive to the studio today? Oh, you know how the roads are up here, always changing and winding differently. Uh, but Highway 18 stayed fairly straight and led me right here. Very glad to hear it. How long have you been making films? Uh, I was probably 12 or 13 when I first started editing what I shot. Probably shot for like a year or two before that. From there, um, there was a few teachers in my high school that knew I knew how to edit. Um, so they started giving me some projects and that progressed to uh, a few festivals, winning some awards, going to film school, and landing a gig working post-production in reality television. What shows did you work on when you did reality TV? Those really shitty ones, like uh, My Big Redneck Vacation and Suddenly Single. I learned a lot from it, but I hated it. The one cool project I did work on was called Wake Brothers, uh, and it was about these two pro wakeboarders who happened to be brothers. They lived in uh, Orlando or Windermere, somewhere close. Um, but they kept throwing these notes at the show. They just kept saying like, yeah, it's not, you know, edgy enough. It's not, you know, social media enough. The kids won't like it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they ended up noting it basically to death. And it was, it turned out to be this really shitty project that wasn't even about wakeboarding or pro athletes anymore. It was just about this group of friends pulling pranks on each other and posting shit on Facebook. This project is called Telluric Myth. Can you explain why you chose that title? You know, the majority of the footage I still have is uh, of my buddy Danny Smith skating. There's, there's some of everybody else, and uh, all that footage is in Telluric Myth. But the majority of it is, is Danny. Um, and uh, he, was, he was just absolutely incredible back in the day. He was light years ahead of us when it came to skateboarding, and getting footage of him was just fucking awesome. And he was really, like, the legend, you know? The, the name Telluric Myth comes straight from him. So York means earthly, and there was nobody more down to earth than Danny was. Um, and he's, he's a fucking legend. I mean, he really is. Can you tell us a little about the underground skate shop? Yeah, uh, I started skating in seventh grade, and I met Craig and Tony shortly after that, uh, when my buddy Jake was making a half pipe in his backyard. Uh, and it was after that that Tony told me that his parents were making a skate shop in town. Um, and they called it the Underground Skate Shop. And the first one was uh, on the second story in downtown Pontiac. Uh, it was really basic. Uh, decks on the wall, wheels and trucks, and display cases, and a small selection of clothing. Uh, then it moved to a ground level storefront, and um, we had a basement there, and it was like this really, really dusty, like crazy dusty basement. You couldn't spend more than like five minutes in there at a time. And when you did, like you had to come up and blow your nose, and all this dust would come out and shit. We skated like the entire winter in there, five minutes at a time. And I think that's where the uh, idea for the Underground Skate Park came in, too. Who were the skate team members? The team started as uh, Tony Risen, Craig Bailey, Danny Smith, Nate Green, Cody Preston, and me. Uh, then when we became more established, we expanded to uh, Damien Decker and Eric Brown. Uh, but that wasn't until the Underground Skate Park. How did the skate team form? I think it was a pretty organic process. Um, obviously, once we had the skate shop, it was going to have a skate team, and we started calling ourselves the Underground Skate Team even before Celine let us. Uh, it really wasn't until Solomon, Illinois, was doing a Heritage Days thing and needed skaters at the park there that Celine actually recognized us as the official team. Uh, and that was uh, that was our first demo. 
It was like this really little skate park, and yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> uh, then when it was uh, official, that's where we started to uh, film a skate video, and uh, we did demos with like Cream skateboards and affiliate skateboards, and we filmed like everything that we could at that point. How much did you film when you were skating? Oh, we filmed all the time. Weekends, we'd uh, wake up early, go somewhere in some different town like Bloomington or Peoria or something. Uh, on school days, we get like a solid six hours of skateboarding in before we call it quits that night. At the time, I had like a really shitty Sony Handycam that shot on high eight, uh, and Nate was filming on some Canon Mini DV cam that was like a thousand times better than mine. And every once in a while, we would uh, swap footage, so we'd both have it, and we could both edit with it. And uh, Celine had a camera, and Cody would film stuff on his camera. Uh, we'd film everything. So where's the rest of the Underground's video? I mean, we're talking almost a decade ago. I, I've had like four laptops break down on me since then, and countless drive fail. Uh, Nate told me the same thing too. I'd estimate that somewhere between 90 and 95% of the footage has been lost completely. Uh, I'm actually amazed there was enough media to create anything out of it. How much influence did you have in the creation of the public skate park in Pontiac? I think a lot. Um, all the skateboarders in town were skating at the underground, so it was uh, the perfect place to call meetings and unite parents and skaters for you know a common cause. I'd say that without us, uh, especially without Celine, um, that that park wouldn't be there today at all. Brady, I'd like to thank you for making the drive up today. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Toyota Myth will be released this Sunday, August 7th. You can watch it by visiting metalmedia.com. And now, a word from our sponsor. Old Smitty's Crankshot may not sound like a place you'd want to buy axle parts, but our competitive prices as well as our exceptional service and Bigfoot stories make us the best on the mountain. Come on down to Old Smitty's Crankshot. Get cranked. Music as strange as this show, but in no way related. Listen to Skyforce Radio on Spotify. Updated twice monthly for your listening pleasure. Follow the link in the description below to start listening. This broadcast was brought to you by Metal Media, a collective of unknown artists making unknown things.